0: welcome to the driving your marketing podcast where small business entrepreneurs come discover the strategies systems and tools to kick their marketing into high gear if you want to go from surviving small business owner to thriving entrepreneur you're in the right place let's get ready to roll Alright, welcome everybody to the Driving Your Marketing Podcast. This is Eli Delaney, the creator and host of DYM, and we are here to bring you the tips, tricks, resources, and great minds that I meet around the world to show you marketing stuff that doesn't have to be complicated, scary, expensive or voodoo or black magic, because I hear people always saying that one as well. And today, I'm really excited. We've got Katrina Sawa. She is known as the Jumpstart Your Biz Coach, and I've been following some of the stuff she's had for quite a while. She and I do a lot of some very, very similar stuff, and she literally kicks her clients and their businesses into high gear. Katrina is the creator of the Jumpstart Your Marketing System, Jumpstart Your Business in 90 Days System, and the author of Love Yourself Successful which is the book i've got sitting right here she's got an event she puts on every year with that so christina thank you so much for joining us today
1: Thanks, Eli. It's great to be here. I've heard some wonderful things about yourself as well, and you have so much going on. It's, I feel like a kindred spirit with you. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so
0: funny, because especially after the conversation you and I had last week, it, it's just amazing. You and I have uh, literally a lot of the same type of, of programs and the same type of mentality behind what we teach, which I love, because number one, I don't believe in competition. I think each one of us all has our own unique way of presenting the materials that we have and the second thing is that you know some people some people are going to resonate with somebody differently just because of their personality and i love the stuff that you're doing you know you and i had a great conversation it was great because i think you know the program that we're getting ready to launch you said well i don't know of anybody else but me that's actually teaching that which i'm like well yeah because it's scary nobody is but you know you and i are like the smart ones in the group somehow
1: yes we are (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit how did you get started in the world of marketing and how you you know came to do the stuff you're doing today
1: well a lot of unlike a lot of people on the internet that are teaching business and marketing and things, I come from the traditional marketing and marketing world so I used to sell advertising I used to actually do door to door sales. I was a marketing director at a retirement community and a couple other um Places, so I was in the trenches in my local area in Sacramento, California, doing marketing and community outreach and networking and follow up right and uh, and was really good at local marketing. And then when I was in advertising, I used to sell ads for the local newspaper here in Sacramento, which is a pretty big newspaper. Everybody, you know, was at the time, everybody was still reading it, and I've never – I don't remember the last time I picked up a newspaper. But (laughs) thankfully, I got out of that industry just in time. This was about 11 years ago. And I was just running into lots of small business owners that had no idea what they were doing. They would give me their business card and say, okay, run that as my ad. And I'm like, I'm not taking your money to run your business card in the paper because you're not going to get any results. You have no idea what you're doing. Let me tell you what to put in your ad and let me take your money and do that and and you'll see more results. So... I would just found myself consulting with them, not just about their ad, but oh, and by the way, you need an email newsletter and oh look at your you need a website and you need to do this and you want to do that, and you want to do this. And so that's really how I got into helping entrepreneurs grow their businesses and market and things like that. I, help, I did it locally first because I had no idea how to go global
0: back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is awesome. And that, that is still very similar to my stuff. I mean, I, my background is in the web and graphic design world. And I, I had a lot of that same thing. We would design logos and brochures and business cards and the website and everything. We'd go, go meet with the client to give them all their stuff and they'd be, it's beautiful, it's exactly what I want, now what do I do? Because they had right. no clue how to take it to that next step. Right. And, and, you know, and as I'm sure you know, a lot of web designers don't don't really understand marketing that well i mean i had to Mm -hmm. learn marketing in order to grow my business because i was a great web designer but i had like two clients and that's how i got started in that concept and and then you know then we learn about this whole thing of internet marketing and the fact that the world has now become global and you know now we have friends and and colleagues and do all kinds of stuff all over the world which is an amazing transition from where we were
1: right yeah it is so, mm-hmm. so
0: tell us a little bit about the book. We want to talk about that a bit today. So, the book is "Love Yourself Successful." I've got my copy right here. And before before we get into mm-hmm. everything with the book, I have one burning question because I am, you know, the ADD in me kicks in. Um okay. Who's the cute, cute puppy sitting next to you at the on the back Aww. there?
1: That's my dog Zeke, who actually I had to put to sleep last year.
0: Oh, I already um, hear that. I
1: know. My, he's my baby. Oh, my God. I've never had kids. And so he was my kid. He was 13 and, year, 13 and a half oh, um, when he died. And um, a big, humongous German Shepherd, 100-pound German Shepherd, he was my world. So yeah. now okay. I have a boyfriend and a four-year-old. Um, Which is not my four year old, but I'm a stepmom in training, so that's really Mm -hmm. where I'm at now. But yeah, I need another dog. (laughs) Well,
0: I'm sorry to bring it up like that, but I just saw this beautiful dog on the back, and I had to, I just had to ask, and I'm a major dog guy, especially for German Shepherds. I'm a total sucker. Yeah.
1: But I'm so glad I put it on the book, because it, like, immobile or what's the word you know immortalizes him forever yeah Yeah.
0: definitely okay so now that we got that out of the way i just had to ask the question picture (laughs) of a pretty dog and that that always gets me first let's talk about the book and where where was your your thought and your ideas on how to you know what it was that prompted you to actually write the book
1: Yeah, so a lot of people don't get it, right? You're going from marketing and business consultant to you're talking about love? What? They don't get it. So so I do have to explain myself often as to how it came about. So really what happened was I've been doing business and marketing coaching for 11 years. About, let's see, uh, six years into my business, I realized – I had mostly women clients. I do work with about 10% men, but all my women clients were, I'd say 70% of them were having issues with their significant other. Either they didn't have one and they wanted one, and so there was, you know, I always explain it as a big hole in your heart, and that's that's what happened to me, is, you know, I was in a marriage when I first started my business. I was in a marriage. That really, I was growing, but he was not, he didn't really even know what I did. He wasn't, he would say he's supportive, but then he would say, no, you can't go spend that money on that workshop. And so it was this negative energy in my life, right? So I finally got divorced from that. (laughs) And, um, but then I started, I just started recognizing that a lot of my clients were going through the same thing. And so, either they had significant others that were not supportive, or would say, "Oh yeah, I support you, honey," but then when the wife goes and asks, "So I can I need fifteen hundred dollars for a website?" Oh well, you need to go make more money first before you can spend money. They didn't understand the concept of you need to set your business up right. I mean, you can't just fly. I mean, you can pretty much fly um, with low budget guerrilla marketing style, right? But you need certain things, and. So I realized that a lot of the negativity in my clients' lives were squelching their motivation and their determination and their action that they needed to take in order to make money in their business. So it did have a correlation because of the lack of support or the lack of funding or just the lack of... um, positive energy for my clients would make them not want to go to a networking event where they would meet prospects or not want to do their follow-up calls after they met people because they didn't have – they didn't feel good about themselves, right? Or it was all these things that were stopping them from doing the things that were going to make them money. And so I – that's where the book came from. And then in the book, I talk about four different types of love and all that stuff that we want to focus on in order to make more money, love and money – Love plus money equals happiness is my formula in the book.
0: <laughs> I love it. Very cool. So, yeah, you know, here's a question for you. Why is it so important to devote a certain amount of time to developing and nurturing those four types of love you're talking about? Because you just brought it up and that's let, let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Well, And this will apply to some men too. So when I was single, and, and, and I explained how, you know, I had a big hole in my heart, because I'm a big relationship person. So it was hard for me to be single. Don't get me wrong, I was... It was fine, you know, being at home alone. Thank God I had the dog Um, and going out with the girlfriends every once in a while. But I missed the significant other relationship. And I would be dating, and I have some great online dating stories, of course, okay? (laughs) And I I swear to God I need to write a an e-book around online dating and what to do and how to develop a system so that you can reach more people faster to find the one because that's what I did. And I'm going to do it, I swear to God, one of these days. Um, well, and because and of course, it has us, to,
0: us as marketers, we have to figure out how can we turn this into a product.
1: Exactly, <laughs> or help people. Well, my goal is just to help people. I do have clients right now who are dating and who are in the middle of divorce and who are trying to do the online stuff. And so I've given them tips even on their profile and what to do, and here's how you sort your phone numbers, and this is how you put people in your phone so when you're getting text messages, and I could go on and on, right, of how to systematize it. And, you know, you don't remember anything they say until date number three because you're never going to get to date number three anyways until you, you know. Like, so, like, don't even worry about too much information yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have okay. all these. Yeah, I have all these tips. and uh But when, okay, so one year when I was really, I was, I was trying to hit the six-figure mark in my business, and I couldn't hit it, and I couldn't I was doing all the right things that all the big marketers and my mentors were saying to do in my business. And I was doing all the right marketing. I was holding free teleclasses. I was doing, driving people to my list. I was setting up, you know, strategy session and phone calls, and I had the right pricing, and I was doing all the right things. I was everywhere. I was speaking on social media, but I just wasn't getting to the six-figure and so I hired this mentor one year who I thought was going to help me with my business, and it turned out that he was really helping me with my mindset around myself. And so basically I cried the whole entire year because he made me go deep on myself. I thought I was good, right? I'm a, I'm a confident gal, and I I thought I was a confident gal back then. And, oh, no, I'm good, you know, I don't need this, I don't need that, and I'm all good over here, but come to find out I wasn't. Right? So it was just my ego and my denying what was really going on or not knowing. It's really a subconscious not knowing of what's blocking me. So I finally figured out what was blocking me, and it was that I didn't really totally be- love myself fully. I was saying things like, oh, if I think I'm fat or I need to lose weight or I don't like this about myself or whatever. When you're saying things like that, you don't fully 100% believe in yourself or love yourself. Right. That whole year, so I cried myself to sleep and cried all year long because of this coach who made me go deep, right? And, but on the other end of the year, I had a six-figure business and I had an amazing boyfriend, okay? And I did nothing different in my business. It was basically on autopilot because I was spending so much time on myself. But what was different was me. So what was different was my mindset had changed, I now knew what I needed and wanted. I now knew some deep things about myself, and I didn't care. I said, the guy that's going to love me is going to love me the size I am and didn't care if I lost weight or not. Who cares? I was like, everything was good. It wasn't fake anymore. It was good. And I hit six figures and beyond. So some big significant income changes just from working on myself. So this is why I know it works, and I know it works for other people too because they're experiencing things too. I mean, I haven't tracked people for an entire year yet, of course, with the book, mm-hmm. but I know that I got rid of like my marriage. I got rid of the guilt with some of the other negative people in my life. You know, we have toxic people in our life. Sometimes we're married to them. Sometimes they're our parents. Sometimes a brother or sister or even a best friend that wow. may be naysaying you as you right. go along in your business. And it's usually because that person has a job. They have an employee mindset, whereas you have an entrepreneur mindset. But you're so excited about your entrepreneur stuff and everything you're doing over here and all the money you're spending to grow your business that you tell these other people, and then they go, they go into their own fear because they could never do that. And so they nay say what you're doing, which brings your energy down, which then makes you not want to move forward to a lot of things, therefore not growing your business.
0: Right. That's how it all works. Yeah, and it's and it is so you you brought up a couple of really important things with that. Number one was that that mindset of the entrepreneur mindset versus the worker bee, you know, mindset yeah. because I know that is something that as entrepreneurs, I think all of us really suffer from that, especially when we've really When we know in our gut that that's what we're meant to do. We are meant to be entrepreneurs. We're meant to be creators. And, of course, the number one thing is, well, why don't you just go get a job? You know, we hear that. And a lot of times we feel like we're different. We feel like, I mean, I know, honestly, for a long time I I knew that I was different, but I didn't know why until I started hanging out with other entrepreneurs. And then I started realizing, okay, these are my people. These These are people that get me. And so many people don't. And so we feel, a lot of times we feel like we're alone in that, in that journey. And that's the great thing about having this conversation right here is the fact that we now, you know, we realize that you're, we all have to work together on this and know you're not alone.
1: Hmm. Well, and it's almost kind of like the correlation, and no offense here, but, I mean, for people who are um, lesbian or gay, Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their people, their, their parents are saying, well, why don't you just go get married and you'll fix it? Right? When you're like, uh, no, I'm not. Like, I'm this way. Right? right? And so, yeah, it's it's the same thing. People don't get it. Yeah. And it's one of the hardest things to, one of the hardest things is to protect your energy. And when I say your energy, it's your—that's your motivation, that's your drive for doing your business. Because what if you are depressed because of all the negative energy, and you sleep in, and you go mess around for the day, and you don't go check your email, and you don't do the things you need to do to grow your business? That's—that's that's affecting your energy, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to figure out how to jump out of bed every day and want to still do what you're doing. So sometimes we have to put some distance between those people, those toxic people. I don't mean that they're bad people or we never want to talk to them again, but I call them toxic because they're toxic to your energy.
0: Right. Well, and what what are some of the things you would suggest, like as an example, as if you've got a spouse or a... You know, family member, especially because that's where a lot of people really struggle is figuring out. Okay, how do I how do I deal with the family members that are telling me that I should just I'm I just shouldn't do this and it's a silly idea.
1: Well, there's a spouse. I think you need to have a conversation. You need to have a heart to heart. If it's a family member that you don't see every day, um, you could have a conversation, but it may not go anywhere. Or you could have the conversation like, "Hey." Uh, I understand we're not going to agree on this, so let's just not talk about it. So when we get together, I'm happy to talk about the weather or what you're going or the kids or this or that, but let's just not bring up the topic of my business because it's not helping me and it's not helping you. So if we could just leave that out of the conversation and we agree to do that, that would be great for me. So you might have to do something like that if the person's not going to support you no matter what. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. Right. If right. the person still brings it up, then you're gonna to have to say, look, you know, this kind of stuff affects me when you're saying this and I asked you not to talk about it. So if you can't respect my wishes, I'm not gonna be able to hang out with you that often.
0: Right. No, I um, love it. Very cool.
1: So that's what you would do with them. With your spouse you're not gonna do that, right? <laughs> it's um but and, and sometimes you just the wife if it's if it's a wife and a husband or whoever, so the wife's the entrepreneur, the husband's the employee. You're going to – sometimes the husband just doesn't understand how big of a why you have. Many women I talk to want to change the world. Mm
0: -hmm. They want
1: to create, you know, centers for healing in foreign countries. Okay, in order to do that, you need to be funded. You need to make a lot of money to go do that, right? So we need to build you a really good money-making business. Some people just want to help and volunteer more. So in order to volunteer more – If you still need to make money, you need to have a money-making business model over here that's going to feed you to be able to go volunteer. So you have to really express your vision of what you're trying to accomplish, the legacy you want to leave, the vision you have, the passion, not just I want to make gift baskets or I want to do, you know, not just do that. And the hardest thing is when when you have a person, an entrepreneur, who's changed businesses multiple times, then it's like the crying wolf, right? It's like the husband, oh, one more thing that she's getting herself into and she wants another $1,000 to do, right? Blah, blah, blah. So you've got to be careful with that because they lose trust and respect for you when you do that kind of a thing. So it is important to find your true passion and really know that there's a good business model around it and then go for that. So you might need to get help to do that. That's, you know, a lot of times what we do, you and I, right? So. Right.
0: Well, and, it, and I think that's a, that's a really important thing to bring up, too, is that, you know, doing – it's not a matter of this is, this is the get rich thing of the week, it's a matter of this is what I really love to do and this is what my passion is and I can make money at it at the same time. You know, it's right. a, a different mindset. And I think a lot of people they look at it very differently. I've it's one of my personal pet peeves with people that get into an industry purely because they see dollar signs. You know, I am I am motivated by money just like everybody else is, but that's not that's a side effect. That's not the primary purpose. And, you know, I remember years ago as a as a designer, I was actually, you know, I, I tend to spend a lot of time in bookstores and I'll, I'll hang out in the whatever section. You know, I do a lot of stuff in the business, business related section now. And there was a guy that was sitting there going through a couple of web design books one day. And I go and I just, you know, being polite, I walked up to him and like, so are you a designer now or are you looking to get into it? And because I'm going to try to help him out if any way I can. And he says, well, I'm getting ready to go to school. Um, and he mentions one of the colleges locally. And, and, he's, and I was like, well, cool. And it says, so, you know, what, why is it you want to want to become a web designer? He goes, because that's where the money is. And I was like, uh, mm, let, let me give you one piece of advice. I mean, I'll suggest a couple of good books. Here's, you know, here's two of them right here. I pointed out a couple of good books for him. And I mm-hmm. said, But well, let me give you a piece of advice. Get the hell out now, because it, mm-hmm. you're not going to be happy with it. If that's mm-hmm. not what you actually love doing, if you're going just for the money, guess what? The money ain't as great as you think it is. <laughs> and
1: right. It, well, it's, and it's uh, sad. Another great example is network marketing. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with being in a network marketing business. I'm in too, okay, but they're not my primary money-making business model. Right. Um, Like my mom, who got in to send out cards one time and then told me about it, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You hate talking to people. You hate selling. And that's all that there is to do to build that business. It's great if you want to use their service, but – what were you thinking? And, you know, and, like, she tried it and hit her head up against the wall for about six months and then said, oh, my God, you're right. I said, yeah, well, why didn't you just come to me first and tell me? And I could have saved you a lot of heartache, you know? <laughs> and um she's just not uh, into that, however, you know, but then I just added one. I'm not into it either. I don't want to be selling network marketing products because this is my core business. This is my passion right here, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But, I see the opportunity for residual income in those. So if it makes sense and a fit, you know, I just jumped on board with a different company because I'm under the top ten guy in the entire company. And it's a four million $4, $400 million company is the top ten. So he's going to put people underneath me. So I'm like, ooh, sign me up for that because that's an easy role, right? Yeah. So there's different reasons to do different things. But you still need a money-making business model, regardless of what you pick. And you can do almost—you can make money at almost anything you're passionate about these days. But you got to be careful which ones you get into for the main business model. Yeah, in my opinion.
0: Well, and, and you do have to—you really have to love what you're doing and be in it for—be in it for the right reasons, not just to make a buck. I think that's right. really, really kind of the core behind it. And I, you know, you send out cards as an example, and I, I'm a huge advocate for them because of the fact that, you know, as marketers, we're we're sitting there going, "Okay, this is a beautiful marketing tool." Totally,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, it totally um, is.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm sitting there, I mean, I can't count how many SOC people I run into on a regular basis because they are everywhere, and they're they're talking about the heartfelt card, which is which is beautiful. But as a business person, I'm sitting there going, okay, no, you need to be talking about the automation features that are built into it, and you can set up the campaigns and import a list, hit a button, and it goes out for the next year automatically. Those right. are your selling points. That's what got me excited. You know? Right. Yeah, so... Well, it but depends who
1: you're talking to. Yeah. A, but see, a, I was a part of that business, and I couldn't – I didn't have any conversations. I didn't have any interest in telling people, oh, send it for my thing. We we'll send out cards, and you can do – so I didn't become a distributor. I did, but then it didn't work, and so I'm not anymore, right. because I don't want to be pushing that product. Do you see? That's not my core business. So know your core business. Now, it could be a good sell-up. It would make sense as a sell-up. So I don't know if you do that. It makes sense. But I, I currently don't have time to focus on any other additional stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So you want to look at building the business around the kind of life you want to live, too. Right. So, you know, that's one of the main things about the book, too, and my coaching is let's build the business around the kind of life you want to live. Because not every business model is for every person. So the people that are teaching, like, one different business model, you have to do it this way. You have to do this business model. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't recommend that because here's all the 15 or 20 different business models I know about and how they could fit with what you're interested in doing and what kind of money you could make and then how many different ways you could sell it or who you could promote it to or how fast you can make money at different ones. And let's choose the top one, two, or three business models that make sense for you and your life is what I would do.
0: And I see, I see a huge theme with that going on right now, and I think that's something that, that we might want to talk about for just a couple minutes here. Is that creating a lifestyle business? And we've heard the term, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, it's almost gotten gotten to the point where it's it's like the buzzword of the week type of thing. But it really mm-hmm. is about um, you know, I'm a, I'm a follower of Chris Gillibow and he's the one that wrote The Art of Nonconformity, The $100 Startup, and he creates World Domination Summit, which is a big summit here in Portland. And I just got into this world, and Mm -hmm. it was just amazing to kind of see what's going on. I mean, I've been in the Internet marketing space for for many, many years now, but this was a totally different thought process behind it, and the whole point behind it is design your business around your life, not your life around Mm -hmm. your business.
1: I say that every day. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. on a radio and interview on a webcast. I say it all the time yeah, yeah.
0: And, and it's and it's great because it is it's a it's starting to become more realistic for people but I think you you brought up the fact that you need to stop and look at is this particular model the right right thing for me to fit my life And and a lot of times people don't ask that they look at What's what's the big opportunity here? Which opportunity is great, but again it goes back to they're they're looking at dollar signs and not is this going to create a business that I love because you know I'm a I'm a huge advocate for universal studios, but I'm not going to start a theme park just because I like that kind of business, because I know that working a business like that would drive me nuts. Right. It just makes no sense. So I think we—I think you brought up kind of a really core point that people are really starting to pay more attention to, and I like the fact that you brought that up.
1: Thank you. Okay. Yeah, so let's, it's important. let's talk mm-hmm.
0: about the the four types of love in the book. Um, you know, we kind of touched on it just a little bit, but I think I want to want to bring that out a little bit more. What are those four types?
1: Well, love for self is the first thing, and I have. I have this feeling that there's a lot of women and even men out there who think they're good, like I did. I'm good on that. I love myself, no worries. And then they they don't realize that they have that head trash. Like it could be, oh, you know, maybe I'm not going to do that talk because they probably won't like me, or maybe my thing's not good enough for that particular presentation, or maybe I need to lose some weight, or I don't know if that person likes me or not. So there's all kinds of head trash that could be going in your head that you just don't realize you have. So I would urge people to not prejudge whether they feel like they love themselves completely already or not, because I thought I did, and I found out I didn't. Right. <laughs> and then I wrote the darn book about it, and now everybody's talking about it really I don't know if you've seen it, but like everybody's talking about love for self, loving yourself and blah blah blah. And I'm like, thank God I wrote the book first, people. Ha ha. Like <laughs> I mean, there's telesummits going everywhere. There's teleclasses everywhere on loving yourself. And I even have clients who who speak on that topic and it's it's funny, but great
0: oh yeah and it is and it is funny, especially you know, look on the side the sideline of that. I can't count how many things like that are going on you know the 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 world the rise of local marketing consultants um I mm-hmm. think you and I probably started that what five five plus years ago, way before anybody even heard of that concept. You know? <laughs> you know, I did it in two
1: thousand two, so local okay. marketing consultant was two thousand two, and that's when I was charging to get this fifty nine dollars an hour. Woohoo, yeah. right? Yeah. Nice. No wonder I wasn't making six figures, right? Like <laughs> Jesus. You know <laughs> Yeah, it's not like that anymore, people. Uh,
0: yeah, oh yeah. No, I, I totally get that. I, I remember those days. And I started I started that side, the actual uh, let's see, 96 is when I started my company, the web company, and started doing more consulting stuff, probably about 2000 in that area, but I still wasn't doing even as much as like what you and I do now. It was a, mm-hmm. more of a sideline Sideline thing. My my design was the primary piece, but I always love it when when we have these great ideas, we put them out there, and then all of a sudden, it's like the the hottest thing. Since sliced bread. We're sitting there going, "Um, yeah, I thought about mm-hmm. that ten years ago." Come on, you know, it's so. Well, fun.
1: what's really frustrating is like when I did my first live event around this topic, I called it the Love and Money Business Summit. Nobody was talking about love and money. Nobody. In fact, it was really hard to make people understand why they needed to come. Because right. it was just so a foreign, well, how do those go together kind of a concept. And so then now you've got Lisa Nichols talking about her money and love. You've got other people talking about loving, love, money, and sex. I mean, you've got all kinds of people all over the place talking about love and money. I'm like, dang it, people. I got there first. <laughs> Get out. Get out of my way. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm not a, I'm not about competition either. So the more people that are talking about it, it's a good thing, I think, because it's going to help all of us grow.
0: Right, and, and I couldn't agree more. It is, it's a good thing that the, those things are being put out there and that they're teaching the right stuff because it does help open up the minds to more people. And mm-hmm. you, you brought up the fact that, you know, that, that whole concept of love yourself first, that, you know, you thought you were good with that and you weren't. Um, yeah. And I can, I can. Totally agree with that. I I had that same situation with me where, you know, for a long time, my first couple of business coaches that I worked with, it was pure all about business. I'm like, okay, I know what I need. I don't care about. I'm not dealing with the personal side. I'm dealing with the business side. We need to ramp things up. And. It was I mean, they would literally like hit me over the head saying, Okay, you need to think about this a little bit further and it wasn't until I started opening up that I started seeing leaps and bounds change in my business as well. So this this is a, a very common thing that I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they totally separate the personal and the business and I'm probably yeah. one of the most guilty of that. And, you know, we do th- tend to go through and it's like, okay, this is, I'm dealing with the business side. I'm not dealing with anything else right now. We're just going to ignore all that stuff and it doesn't work.
1: No, that's when the, that's when you get stuck. Your either income gets stuck or program development gets stuck or something It will get stuck eventually if you go on too long. You know, for me this year with my health, so like, um, so then I started focus on the love more so than the business almost because I had everything automated. Now I have a wonderful boyfriend who's different from the one that I had the other time that I was explaining, but he's the keeper, and uh, <laughs> it's been a year, right? And so now I'm like, okay, I've got the love, I've got the money, and then boom, my health goes, and I'm like, dang it! So now I need, <laughs> now I need the formula: love plus money plus health equals. Happiness. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's my next book. <laughs> yep, there you go.
1: Awesome. Oh. Go. All
0: right. So, what's what's the second type of love?
1: The second is love for uh, in your environment. Love in your environment. So that's looking at the people, right? It's not only how you show people love every day and keeping that positive. Uh, positive attitude and and mindset, but it's also how your environment is. So who's in your environment that possibly isn't bringing love into your environment and what can you do about it, right? So what can you do, like we mentioned before, with the people that aren't quite so supportive or are that negative little niche in your belt? Right. That's the second all right, and it's actually probably the second, the real, a real biggie too for most people. Everybody has one toxic person in their life. My dad was probably pretty toxic too. He wasn't mean, but he would say little things like, "Why don't you get your teeth fixed?" or "How c- it, it looks like you're gaining weight," or all these little nitpicky things. And I would only see him maybe once a year, for God's sake. You know, I'm like, really, <laughs> this is what you have to say to me when I'm going to see you once a year? It's like, hmm. Later, you know, and then he passed away and then I felt guilty. But then it, I had no more negative people in my life. I got divorced and my dad died. So, mm-hmm. no, I mean, I'm not trying to show that I don't care about my dad. I do, but in a way, life is better. Yeah. Well, you're looking, <laughs> you know? you're looking
0: at the silver lining of it all. Yeah, which is, yeah. I think is really an important thing for everybody, honestly.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: all right. So what's the third one?
1: So then it's love for what you're doing, your big vision, your goals, your passion about what you're doing.
0: Okay.
1: So make sure you're, you're doing the right thing. A lot of people are in jobs they hate. A lot of people are, you know, saying, well, uh, I'll stick it out for five more years for the retirement, right? But they're so unhappy. They go to work unhappy every day. That's it, what's going to make you unhealthy mm-hmm. Is doing is settling for staying in something when you can do your own job. Those of us who are entrepreneurs, we don't necessarily think about retirement. Retirement means going off to pasture. I don't really want to go off to pasture ever. So I don't think about retirement. When you're doing what you love, you don't want to retire. You just think about how to transition the business to a different business model so you don't have to work so damn hard. That's what we do. Yeah. So... That's the evolution of our business. Or maybe you're going to sell it at some point and have a payout and be able to do the RV around the world. But even the RV, you could run your business from an RV around the world. Whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. you can create the business around the kind of life, and you can transition it and evolve it.
0: Yeah. And I've actually seen people who've, who've done the – they built a business, they cashed out, and they did the whole Mai Tai's on the beach thing. And they yeah. said that, that they could last – uh them being in the position they would, the the best case scenario, they lasted a month before they went completely yeah. crazy. And, yeah. I mean, that's why that's why we even have organizations like SCORE, Service Corps of Retired Executives. It, it's not because they had the biggest thing of just giving back to the community, which is a big part of it, but it's because the, these great CEOs retired. They spent about a week at home before their wife said, okay, you need to get out of the house before I kill you. Mm -hmm. and so they said okay well maybe i should go volunteer for this group (laughs) you know i mean Mm -hmm. we we don't want to retire and in in my world i don't even know what the word retirement really means for me the world of retirement is okay i'm going to take a week off before i decide to start something new
1: Mm -hmm. you know
0: because that's that's what we do you've got to have that going for you and even even in a job i mean if you're not and an entrepreneur, if you don't have your own business, it's still the same thing. You still should love your job, even if it's working for somebody else. And if you don't, then it's time to find something
1: else. I totally agree. All don't right. Don't settle. Don't settle in a marriage you're unhappy with. Don't settle in a job you're unhappy with. Do something about it. Right. Because life is too short. You could get hit by a bus. I don't mean to bring negativity into it, <laughs> but you never know how long you have to live, right? I yeah. had uh, my girlfriend – one time she was 39, she went in for back pain into to the doctor and found out she had breast cancer and it was in her back. Uh, and she's gone through four years of it. She's finally clear, but oh my God, you know, immediately made me, I would think I was 38 at the time and it made me run to the doctor because they tell you not to get a mammogram until you're 40, mm-hmm. right? And so she wasn't going in for a mammogram, she was just going in for back pain, came out with breast cancer. You never know. Yeah. So don't, don't waste a single minute, year, whatever.
0: Yeah, no, and I, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, I had the, the same thing fairly fairly recently. I was um, – all of a sudden, I got up, and I was doing fine, got my coffee, my breakfast, getting ready to start my day at work, and all of a sudden, I get this weird pain in my side, and my first thought was that I actually thought it was a flu bug that hit me, and I ended up in the hospital and with a blood clot going to my kidney. And that was kind of a nasty experience. It was five days in the hospital and a month of complete bed rest because I had no energy from it. That was an eye opener for me, and it was the same kind of thing. I was like, okay, I need to, you know, I need to really pay attention to what's going on around me, and how I run my business, and how I, you know, what am I really doing? What I want to do, and I've restructured a lot of the stuff in my own business because of that, because I want to make sure that things are running 100% the way that I love for them to work.
1: Yes. And look at you. You're already bringing your personal into your business. There you go. Yeah. There we go. (laughs) It's this vulnerable. Well, and we're being real here. We're both sharing vulnerable parts of our lives that adds to the depth of the building of the relationship. This is what we do. But we, you know, we do it with, Without, this isn't a sales ploy to tell you all these stories. This is just to, sh- to share and to, you know, have you think that you can do it too. If this is where you are, kind of a thing. It's but there are people out there that do tell these stories just as a sales ploy, mm-hmm. and it's hard to determine who's fake and who's not. Yeah. yeah, You know, so. you know.
0: honestly, I think a lot of times it's not it's not really that hard because you can tell the stories as, uh, Just I, I because you brought it up I'm just going to pick on people for yeah. a bit and I'm not going to mention mm-hmm. any names.
1: No, don't mention names.
0: There's nothing better and more entertaining than watching somebody get up on a stage, start telling their life story and then they stop and they cry for 30 seconds and <laughs> then you see them like, you know, six months later at a different conference, it's exactly the same thing and they stop at exactly literally the same spot and if you really good if you're in the front row you can actually watch and they like cry exactly six tears because they've got to practice so well that's mm. where we have a problem you know um, I'm sure you've seen that before because I know I have
1: yes and I can tell you that you and I can pick that out these days but yes. most people in the audience cannot so this is why I'm on a mission to educate newbie entrepreneurs out there to watch out Watch out, and it's hard to to find out because if you get all caught up in the moment and the hustle bustle of the offer and then you go rush to the back of the room and you spend $10,000, <laughs> that's $10,000 you're not getting back. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean – uh it's just yeah, sometimes
0: it's always it's always entertaining because you know you and I've been around and, and seen a few of these people for, for a while. We we both I'm I'm pretty sure that you know you and I've talked about it just a little bit, but you and I know a, a huge number of the big names that are out there. So mm-hmm. um, we've we've hung out with them and, and know who's who's true and who's not.
1: Yeah. So
0: so let's talk about what's the fourth type of love.
1: The fourth type is one of the one of the ones that was most important to me which was passionate and deep love with a significant other so you know not settling anymore for a relationship that doesn't serve you i was in my marriage 2 years too long i cried myself to sleep every single night because i didn't get the affection and the attention that i wanted you know the five love languages by gary chapman that book it's a great book And it outlines the five things that most people need in a relationship. And sometimes you need different things than your spouse needs. So if you need different things than your spouse needs, you think to give the things that you need. If you need affection, then you give affection. If you need quality time, then you offer quality time. But if the other person doesn't need what you need and they need something different and you're not giving it, then there's disconnect. And so you really have to figure out what each other needs and make sure you are agreeing to and know how to give that person what they need effectively. So there's that when you're trying to fix and enhance a relationship that may not be working as well as you like. But then it's really getting clear on what you need personally. So when I was single – The first few years of online dating and being single, I had no idea. I was just throwing darts, right? I was like, I don't know. I think I need this. I think I want that. I think I want that. And then I, you know, just ran into all these people that just weren't a good fit. And then I would get upset because I was too emotionally attached to them all. Oh, good Lord. And then I went to a couple, you know, and then this is what women do. Oh, my God. First date. Oh, my God, I like him so much. The first date. And they never called me again. Oh, my God, I can't believe he didn't call me. He was perfect. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, oh, my God. It's horrible. Don't do that. This don't get attached till date number three. So, because they may not call you back. And um, so then I went to a couple of relationship workshops where I really learned what I needed. I learned what tanks I needed to fill in myself and then also what I really wanted in a partner. And this is good whether you're in a relationship or not already – so I go through some of these exercises in my Love Yourself Successful tele-series. It's a three-hour teleseries. series so it's hard to share it all with you right now, but it's three hours of me going through some of the stuff that I learned in these workshops, these exercises that they took me through. I take you through in that teleseries. series And basically it's just discovering your own needs around the relationship. So I at some point had a list of like 140 different characteristics of things I wanted in a relationship. This was before I met the man, right? Mm -hmm. I want him to think of me while he's at the store and um, buy my favorite, I don't know, you know, cookie or whatever or text me if I need anything, right? I want somebody that's going to think of me while they're away, right? That was just one example of the 140 things that I wanted in a relationship. But if you don't outline those things, you're not going to get those things, And so sometimes we outline the wrong things. I want a six-foot-tall guy with full head of hair and, you know, and no kids or that has making six figures. I have some girlfriends that that's their criteria for a man. And I'm like, well, what if your perfect man is five-foot-nine and bald and, you know, isn't making six figures yet, but he has huge aspirations and he's a big motivator and go-getter, right? So... That would be describing my honey. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, so it's um, it's just really getting clear on what you need and not settling in that regard either. Well, because I would go dating and I'd be like, well, he's good enough. You know, I guess I can handle that big pot belly. And, but I can't imagine sex with that. So I don't know, like, hmm. So, you know, if you start having those kinds of thoughts, it's not the right one. Move on. Next, right. right? Seriously, don't try to fit somebody into, into a box thinking that, oh, it'll work. I'll, I'll, just, I'll deal with this or I'll deal with that. No, the guy that I'm with, there's nothing wrong with him, nothing. He's a little dramatic at times, but I, I kind of like it. It's funny, <laughs> so he makes me laugh. There's nothing that I don't love about his personality and stuff because I, I literally outlined it, and he fit everything to a T.
0: Right. Well, that's awesome. It's bizarre, and, and I think that you know, as you just went through all four of these, I think that the the four types of love work great in both personal and business. I mean, there they are. You could take that exactly what you just said and turn that right. into your ideal client. And a right, lot of
1: I know. Think that. <laughs>
0: There, I mean, I can guarantee there's at least 10 people sitting here right now waiting just as you were going through that last bit going, okay, what does this have to do with marketing my business because I'm not sure that I'm in the market for a new guy, especially whether he's got hair or not. I'm not sure. And, but it's the principle is so, so simple and so easy. You do that same process of figuring out what are those traits that you want in your ideal client because... I, you know, I go through a process of that same thing of creating your perfect client avatar, and I use the example of if you're if you're playing darts and you're just you know randomly throwing a dart, chances are you're going to poke somebody's eye out. But if you know you're looking at the bullseye, you're pointing at the bullseye, you're in that you know you're at least aiming in the right direction. You may not get the bullseye, but you'll at least get really close. Right. And the same process goes either way.
1: But if you think about it, what I was trying to explain, though, was that I was not completely happy without the perfect love relationship in my life. Guess what I was doing when I didn't have that I was searching online. I was not growing my business. I was online looking for the man, right? I was laying act longer in bed in the morning because I was depressed because I didn't have the man. I was flipping through the channels at night rather than going to a networking event because I didn't have the man, okay? So I was not growing my business because I didn't have the love relationship that I wanted, Right. Okay. So because I have the love relationship that I wanted, I'm on fire in my business. He goes to networking events with me. We go together to things. He's motivating to me. He's like all it's just put a fire under me and completely motivates me to go build this business. So that that's the difference. If you are not happy in your love relationship, it will affect your business.
0: Right. That is that's awesome. why and I, and I,
1: that's why it's important.
0: Yeah. No, I totally, totally agree with you. I think that that's very, very important stuff. And a lot of times we don't, we don't let reality click in the way we should and go, oh, we're just going to ignore this for now. And, and then we realize that that's not the route we should have went. And that was the cause for us to not get the success that we were going after to begin with.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, don't do that.
0: Right. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So we're getting, we're getting close to time here. I want to ask you, couple of really last questions here number one is this is a question I ask everybody and this is if there is one action step that people should get out and do right now for everybody listening that's going to give them an impact what would that be
1: so oh, um, I would say evaluate if there's anything affecting your energy So if you, like, really plot out your time for an entire week. So what are you you doing every day, all day long for the entire week? If you find yourself uh, goofing off or not strategically planning time off, but goofing off and ignoring certain tasks in your business, figure out why. Is it because you just saw somebody that, you know, squashed your energy? Or what, you know, figure out what's blocking you from being motivated in your business. Sometimes it is hard to see this stuff yourself without, you know, having someone pull the mirror up to you and go, hey, do you know you said this, right? But but really try to block your energy or block your time for the next seven days and write down everything you do. You know, Like I said, if I would have slept in until 9.30 and then I'd take a big long lunch or I'd go shopping in the afternoon or I'd maybe search, surf through channels instead of going to a networking event, if I tracked my time during those, I'd be like, what in the heck am I doing, right? Mm-hmm. What is causing me to do that? Then question yourself. That's the right. first thing I can think of doing. I mean, there's a zillion things I can take you to action steps on. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, that's the first thing is start becoming aware of what might be slowing you down, what might be holding you back.
0: Right. No, and, I, like, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I think that that is, that is a critical step because I think everybody finds that we don't realize what's going on until we actually track it. And then we actually stop and pay attention and observe from that third point of view and go, oh, wait a minute here. And that's where, that's where that change starts. Very cool. Okay. So, you know, people want to, I know there's going to be some people that want to check out the book. I've got my copy. I just got this a couple of days ago. So I haven't had a chance to read it yet. I skimmed through it though, because I wanted to make sure I had, a, had done at least a little bit of homework. And when you and I first talked, it wasn't about having you come on because you're an author and you had a book. It was because you and I had a great the way you could actually talk to each other, and I thought you'd be an awesome guest on the show. had absolutely nothing to do with the book at all, but we talked about the book. It's got some great stuff in here. Just from my first thumb through on it, I would say that um, the book specifically says a woman's step-by-step guide to finally taking charge of your life and designing the business of your dreams. I would say that this is very relevant for men as well, though.
1: Totally. Right. Yes. It's just you gotta know your target market and my target yes. market is ninety oh, yeah. percent women and ten percent men. So yes. <laughs> I,
0: I totally I totally understand that part, but I'm just I'm just saying putting it out there for the listeners that whether you're a dad, whether you're a girl, definitely pick up the book. It's well worth it. I'm assuming they can just pick it up on Amazon or do they just need to go to your website to get Get the book. You
1: can get it on Amazon or Kindle, but it is on my website, and you'll get a bunch of okay. other free stuff when you get it on the website. Okay, um, so what's And I'll website? sign a copy and send it to you myself when you go oh, to the Oh, there website. you go. Okay, so it's, okay. it's so yeah. <laughs> LoveYourselfSuccessful.com. LoveYourselfSuccessful.com. And there's videos on there. There's, um, you can watch the videos and see what you think. There's testimonials. There's all kinds of pro- related products and resources and i'm even building a 11 money uh club community so um, there's all kinds of fun stuff
0: awesome and that was loveyourselfsuccessful.com right
1: mhm yeah. All right.
0: So we will make sure I'm going to put these on the show notes as well. That way, anybody who's listening to this on iTunes, you can just head over to drivingyourmarketing.com, look up Christina's name, or I'm uh, sorry, Katrina's name, and you will find it right there. All the show notes will be there. The link will be there as well. So Katrina, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a fun conversation. It was definitely different than what our normal show is because most of our stuff is very strategic, very marketing. Do this, do this, do this. Time type of stuff and I, I love where we kind of took this in a different direction I know that everybody on the, that's listening to this is going to love this as well because it's such, such critical stuff
1: good thank you I can talk about the other stuff too but this is sometimes even more impactful for some people so happy up. to be here it was fun
0: thank you and as always if there's anything that I can do to help you out reach out and let me know by the way awesome All right, everybody, that's it for this show. Thank you so much for listening, and, of course, we will see you on the next episode. Get out there, have an amazing Rockstar Week, and I will talk to you later. Take care. Hey there, this is Eli again, and I got a question for you. Do you have a roadmap for marketing your business? If you're consistently looking for new marketing ideas just to keep your business going, then you need to check out smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com. And Download the free special report that I created to help you create a marketing plan that will thrive in any economy. Again, that's smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com. Go get it, read it, and start the road trip of your lifetime. See you on the other side.